You are listening to the official Scottish Rugby Podcast with Chris and Caroline and today we are back inside the Scotland Team Hotel and we're joined by Glasgow Warriors fullback Ollie Smith. Great to have you in Ollie. Thank you for having me. It's good uh, to be here. The, fir- the first thing I've noticed is that everybody's really caught the sun. <laughs> how's, yeah. it, how's training been this week in this heat? Yeah, pretty difficult. Um, I think there's been quite a lot of boys... Um, in sun cream, I noticed yesterday Steno had gone for the the cricket, like oh, never on gone. the lips and <laughs> the, the block on the on the eyes as well. So um, really, yeah, factor I, seventy. Yeah, there's been a couple <laughs> of boys coming in with burns and good tan lines and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a nightmare. When well, you've got the shirts on, I know. I know. Not mean that the sun's brilliant. I love the sun, but when you're training with sun cream, because it's just oh everything's everything's slippy. Yeah. honestly everything's slippy. And then you try and catch a ball and it shoots up in the air and hits you in the nose and you're embarrassed. It's, uh, well, maybe not, maybe that was just me, I don't know. It is tough, though, isn't it? That's the, content. The That's the content we need to see on the socials. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. worse than the rain, the sun cream, but aye. It's, uh, yeah, you get some few giggles at that. But I'm surprised the sunblocks came out. Yeah, no, I think there's maybe some boys Warping. don't take the sun as well as, well as others, maybe, you know. Like some that. boys are out there to get in a tan. And other boys are there trying to protect themselves. I was going to say, they yeah. protect themselves and their future, I think. That's what this is oh, about. They've got their, yeah. um, and I guess it's, it's probably good with you know where the, the Rugby World Cup is in mind. It's not the worst thing too, but we're going to come across, cover a lot of a lot of the journey since we did last speak to you on mm-hmm. the official Scottish Rugby podcast. But let's go right back to the, the very beginning. The one thing that I always like to know and the one thing that I think fans like to know a lot of the time is which, which players inspired you when you were growing up and, and who do you look back and think oh I really admired that player and for, for the rugby that they did or the coaches indeed um, I don't know when when I started obviously I was what seven years old so I can't really remember I remember going to Fur Hill when I was in primary school and guys like Sean Lamont were to playing watch Glasgow. to watch Glasgow yeah. yeah yeah Sean Lamont was playing Dan Parks those kind of guys were all playing for Glasgow um, and then as I got a bit older maybe into like senior school, like academy, um, I tell him all the time. I used to w- really like Hugh Jones. He's a big role model for me. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I obviously was playing thirteen at school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Hugh had just come through and started playing for Glasgow in Scotland. So I was a big Hugh fan when I was under eighteen. Oh, like that. So you know, he's getting old now. So. I wouldn't put, put, put Hugh at that. You? I wouldn't I put Hugh at that yeah. age bracket. Yeah. Well, yeah, he'll be, I don't know, twenty-eight. Yeah. And what are you, twenty-two? 22 yeah so it's, it's not that so much I, so I was I under 18 was, you know I suppose he was within reach as well at, at that point too I yeah, guess yeah, that's yeah. Uh, he was he was quite close to the journey I guess you wanted to go on yeah so he'd just come across so what was he when he came across 23 yeah. 22 yeah, yeah. so he was like my age now and I was yeah. under 18 so yeah it's not it, it makes him sound older than he actually is but <laughs> and, and you you were at school in Mar was that right uh, yeah so I was at school in Presswick and then Dad took me to Mar because mm-hmm. he tried with my brother two years before, but he'd refused to get out of the car. He wasn't interested to play rugby. To play rugby, yeah, right. he wasn't interested. And, and then, why? I don't know. I just it wasn't it's his bag. Good. He never yeah. played it. And then when he got into academy, it was like uh, you had to play. Yeah. And he grew quite early. Yeah. Um, and he had a big swimmer frame, mm. so he played in the second row when it was like five man scrums oh. and hated it. I actually, I thought he was really good though, but oh. he hated it so he quit as soon as he could. But then. Apparently for me it was straight out, straight out the car, straight, straight out and on, yeah, oh. with the gloves and the head guard and underarm and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was your memories of playing? Like, uh, most of my memories at Mars has been freezing cold all the time, <laughs> and I always used to wear trackies, 
I never like getting my knees dirty, so I'd always wear trackies with my shorts underneath. So then when I get in the car on the way back, I could take my trackies. And the gloves, and the shoulder pads, and the, and the arm, and the helmet. And it was always, yeah. It was and like, you worried about sun cream now? No, I <laughs> get back to that, get up. I used to have, my get up used to be the purple Mar jersey with a light blue under armour. With oh, my wow. long hair, I had really long hair as well. <laughs> yeah, so there's some photos on Facebook somewhere. Really oh, they were, they're getting dug out for that. Yeah. That's, he's got that look as if And when did you move to Ayr then? Ayr was, was after school? no, that was fourth yeah fourth year third right. or fourth year um because we kind of ran out of players at Mar. unfortunately right. we had a really good team through primary school mm -hmm. um and pretty much every tournament we played in we'd managed to win we had a really good team and then when you got to f 13 to 15 aside we'd maybe have 15 for a game mm -hmm. and i remember playing mar in set uh, playing air in second year and they rotated their whole team at half time and we had one team for mm -hmm. for 70 minutes or whatever so it was just a gradual, quite a lot of the Mar boys then moved to Air and I played under 16s then and then obviously went away to Sutan after that. So That's one way to build your S&C as well, to have every game. <laughs> yeah, it was a killer. I remember it was like first game of the season, Suns like it was today, finished, well, I think it was three thirds. After the first third, they did rotate their whole team and we were just like out on our feet, had no idea what to do. So when it comes, because Mar and Air now are pretty strong rivals aren't they yeah, yeah. both had really good so success over the last few years where does the allegiance lie I don't know I, great it's, question it's, yeah it's a hard one I actually was at Air for the Glasgow A game yeah. Bulls game Recently. a couple weeks yeah. ago and I got introduced as coming all the way through at Air oh, really? which I wouldn't really say I'd like to say I started more uh, I do like did more. you correct whoever introduced you nah because it was a room full of Air fans so, <laughs> didn't bother that you. Yeah. so you're wise as well as talented then I like yeah, to hear yeah. and play the crowd you know <laughs> And I guess it's a, you know, you kind of, you, you said about getting out of the car, but why was it rugby? I mean, there are other sports available to you, perhaps it would be easier, more accessible, so why was it rugby? Uh, I'm not too sure. I, as kids, I think our parents wanted us to play everything. Mm -hmm. So, like, we were athletics, football, rugby, tennis, you know, whatever. Um, and I used to, like, I used to enjoy football, but I used to always say rugby's so much easier because you can, you can hold it, mm -hmm. it's not at your feet. Um, and then it just kind of gradually, the older I got, just sort of didn't like swimming in the early mornings. Um, <laughs> football, I was a, a goalkeeper, so I just was a bit boring. Um, so just gradually grew into rugby and then enjoyed it more. So, And you obviously found a position, but you, you mentioned there you played 13. Yeah, you played 13 for Glasgow as well, yeah. and age grade stuff. But mm -hmm. um, when did the, the move to 15 come in? Uh, what did you prefer? Junior World Cup. In Argentina or so just under before 20s, yeah. under 20s because I think that Six Nations had been getting bits at 13 mm. and then it was actually we were talking about that game mm. the under 19s game in Nice yeah. I played full back and really enjoyed it I just mm. think the space you got mm -hmm. in the backfield more kind of suited me um, Was that the first time you'd played at 15 or had you no, played I, it elsewhere? I think I'd played it elsewhere mm -hmm. like earlier in academies I'd play full back and then just kind of transition to 13 um, and then at school, I was a 13 the whole way through. Um, funnily enough, my second year of under 20s, Sean Lenin was going to have me down at 13. He right. was refusing to put because he wanted to be 13, but he refused to have me at fullback. But then I think a couple of It's injuries. good to do both, though, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's good to, yeah. Like, it's really good to both. Your skill set suits both as well. Um, but what do you prefer? Oh, that's, that's such a hard um, question. <laughs> there's, I, mean, I, think, there's I, think I think I know what his answer will be. There's pros and cons to both. Mm. Uh, I think you prefer fifteen. I prefer fifteen. Yeah, yeah. you look you look mm. so happy there. Yeah, it's not uh, like I say the space in the backfield's mm -hmm. a lot better, you know. Um, 
obviously the there's a bit more pressure, you know, the, the high balls and stuff. But you know, it's uh, comes with the job. That's something you've been working really hard. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. We've had, you've, I mean, you the way the game's going now, yeah. you have to like um, the kicking battles, like big part of the game now. So. I'm a. It's such a difficult skill to speak about this so often and it's much more difficult now than it even was when I played because there's more contests near the kicks are probably more accurate as well so mm -hmm. almost all the kicks now will be well not all but the ones that are meant to be contestable almost all will be contestable whereas I think there was a bigger variance of kicks when I played so you got a handful that were contestable but sometimes they were too long or too short so there was a, a get out but when it's pick, when you're picked out and you have to get up and win that space it's so difficult now because the contests in the air are, are far more um, it's legal, but they're far more aggressive. Mm -hmm. It's about winning the space. And actually, I think back to your season this season. I think it was away in uh, Sharks with Glasgow. I thought he did oh, really well. Yeah, it was horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. And you, you, I mean, straight away you remember that. I know there's one or yeah. two that you didn't take, but actually winning the space in the mm -hmm. air. And I, and I felt for you because somebody said, "Oh, you should be taking that." It's such a difficult skill, but yeah. like winning the space in the air. And I thought at that point, I saw a big, <coughs> no, not needed a big improvement, but I saw real confidence there that yeah. in the air that. I thought was was it standing? Yeah, the difficulty about that game was Jane Hendricks was putting them miles up, miles up in the air, really short, and then mm -hmm. Eben Beth was just <laughs> standing there with his big mitt, just, mitt just slap it back. Yeah, it's so. like a training ground move, though, wasn't yeah. it? You know, oh, ultimately. Because yeah. so. I remember speaking to Ali after the game, and he, he was saying if I'd kicked like Jane Hendricks today, mm -hmm. I would have been disappointed. Mm -hmm. But it works because they have mm. the so personnel much. to just mm. get in the lane and just slap it back. Because I mean. When you're chasing, we do it all the time at Glasgow. When you're chasing your own kicks, mm -hmm. it's not so much trying to catch it; it's mm. as much just trying to slap it back or disrupt the catcher. Also, when you're chasing, you've got loads of momentum. It's like you're on the run. You, when you're waiting speed. underneath it, you have to try and time it so you can accelerate into the air or get up in there. But yeah. get your jump at the right time. Get yeah. your jump at the right time, but it's very difficult to run back, then come <coughs> forwards to get that timing right. Yeah, it, it's such a tough skill. It's um, something we work on quite a lot. Obviously, with having Murchie at Glasgow, he's mm. obviously a defence, but he, he self-proclaimed. Bomb diffuser expert. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, um, you have to say that again. Self that is really self-proclaimed self-proclaimed <laughs> bomb disposal. Bomb diffuser expert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, I remember speaking to him actually in the Six Nations. He came into training, and he was talking about when he was meant to get his debut against mm. South Africa. He'd been put on the bench, and he went in murchy fashion. Was like, um, you know, I was on the bench. You know, South Africa put the high balls up, and you know. Bomb defusal expert, <laughs> but he didn't actually get on. So. He would hate that. Oh, yeah. he would hate, he would, he'll be he'll be cringing listening. <laughs> oh, it's absolute gold, though. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that answers the question that I was going to ask. Then, what part of your game do you feel that you work most on? Whether that's through because you enjoy working on it or because you feel you need to, or um, I quite I enjoy my ability to beat players, whether that be with footwork or um, running hard into contact but I'd say most of the stuff I work on at the moment is high balls and kicking game mm -hmm. um, obviously being left footed as well it's just it's a bit of variety um, if you're 10 say right footed or your other kickers are right footed it's just another get out um, you got with the left foot um, so I work on that quite a lot with exit kicks and sort of kicks on the run and stuff like that um, and obviously it depends on the game plan at Glasgow maybe we run a bit more so kicks out of the backfield you maybe don't do so much unless you're going backwards um, but here it's obviously Staying in those kick battles um, and transferring the pressure. Um, that was. Uh, are, are you right-handed? Just to check. So I'm right-handed. Yeah. So you're right-handed and left-footed. Yeah. There same as Ross Thompson. That. Ross Thompson's the same. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of um, Dave was like, a lot of rugby players. <coughs> uh, a lot of kickers are are in that way. And I always wonder for a, a kicking coach, <laughs> does that make any impact on? Sometimes it it, it can depending on your your ball placement. If you're 
you know, if you're left side dominant or right side dominant, but if you're one of each, then your yeah. ball placement's obviously arguably your less dominant side to your, your lower to, side. Yeah. But not really. You're, no. gonna be, you're, you're pretty, practicing you're, enough, you're you know right. what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 fine-tuning that. That was one of the other reasons I thought you prefer a fullback because, again, similar, maybe when I was involved, there's a fullback, you can come at first receiver and apply that kicking game, so you can take loads of pressure off. Mm whoever's a first receiver at 10 and, and especially the fact that Ollie's left footed if the first receiver is right footed you can split a rack so if you knock that on its head and you're the backfield for the opposition it's really tough to gauge to read body language to see where that ball's going so mm. it's it can have a real influence just yeah. by kind of coming at the line and, and even standing off that, that, that yeah rack. it makes a difference yeah mm. it's good so then I suppose the, the, going into Glasgow Warriors then and that how that journey evolved for you and how it started and how you felt at the time that all of a sudden this has now gone from being something you enjoy doing to this, this is a job yeah it was it was a kind of slow start I suppose because our, my first year out of school was in the academy spent at Broadwood we didn't really have much integration with the Warriors um, and then it was 2019 World Cup obviously a lot of the boys were the way mm -hmm. so the academy trained with Glasgow all the way through and then at the end of pre-season they maybe they split our group I think there was maybe six of us they split it three and three and some boys got to stay and play against Ulster in pre-season mm -hmm. and I think it was me Ross Thompson and Marshall Sykes mm -hmm. I think we all played that game and Ulster went and got hosed um, in the second half but it was a really cool experience and not I don't really think I was expecting to be involved um, I think because I was still like 18, 19 at the time that I just thought, oh, I'm here, you know, gain some experience. I didn't think I'd actually be playing in the game, which I thought was really cool. And then obviously COVID kind of happened, so it kind of slowed things up. Um, and then got my first shot under Danny, which was, like, really cool. And then <clears throat> the step up is a lot bigger than you're maybe expecting. Um, just, like, the physicality of your carries. I remember trying to tackle somebody for the first time in a pro game and thinking that was a lot bigger than I was <laughs> expecting, you know. Um, but, yeah. I, I mean, it, just, it all kind of... You get used to it after time. Um, it's been a crazy step up. It's funny. I, I I agree with quite a lot of that, and I remember coming through and working with you at the academy at Broadwood and stuff. And, and I got the impression that you almost were getting a bit frustrated and, and wanted that step yeah, up, yeah. which is excellent. You just want to see, and it's great that you got that. But it, for me, when I saw that in you, that would probably be around that time. But it was probably longer for me than I thought it would be before you. Yeah, you got consistent opportunities. Yeah, I Did think that be frustrating time. Yeah, I think one of the things that has definitely changed in my sort of game was from when I was younger at school. I used to get really frustrated during games, <laughs> and I don't know if that was a pressure thing. During games. During games, I used to get really, really annoyed. after a mistake or something. A mistake, or even if like teammates made mistakes, I'd get uh, really frustrated. And really what annoyed. would that look like? Would you just? Oh, it'd be visible. I'd right. be like, it'd be, yeah, it, it makes me cringe thinking back at <laughs> it. Um, but now I think like. And maybe that just comes with age, you get a bit older yeah. and you just kind of learn to take these things in your stride. And like, don't get me wrong, when I make a mistake, you know, it yeah. does still Did you get, annoy me. Did somebody help you with that? Or is it, you know, uh, find it coping mechanisms or, or behaviours yourself? I think it was just, it was maybe like an intrinsic thing. I just thought, yeah. like, push have to get there. Or maybe even seeing other players on yeah. the field recovering from mistakes mm. or frustrations. Because yeah. it, is, it is hard. Right? And mm. then the last thing you want to show is the opposition that, that you're how that you're yeah, how riled you are, or yeah, or how you know frustrated, or because it's 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 a red rag to a bull, that yeah. isn't it for the opposition? But, but it's interesting as well because you you also care, and it is you it, have to care. It, it, yeah. have to care and it's finding it's a, the balance. I, I suppose, find that yeah, balance. Yeah. It's an, an adrenaline fueled eighty minutes that you're you're performing under, mm. isn't it? As well, yeah. that's really that's a really interesting lesson that you learned about yourself. Yeah, I remember once it was like at school. Um, 
maybe under 14s or 15s something really young and like it used to be the tap to start there was no <laughs> kickoffs and uh, we'd said that the other team had this one guy and I said to the winger I was like he's going to run at you so make sure you tackle him uh. and he missed him and I missed him and then I started shouting at my winger and I remember thinking after that like what the hell am I doing uh, yeah. it's just um, you can't just, obviously you can't speak yeah. to your own team like that I mean, it's not a good look um, better then than now though true yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everybody everybody yeah, goes happen, through that it's a competitive it? edge a competitive mm. spirit you have to learn to harness it and of course and everybody will be the same like you've been open enough to talk about that mm-hmm. but yeah. almost everybody training today and probably playing will be the same thing they'll get really frustrated yeah, yeah. and then just learn how to, how to deal with it but where, where it was maybe a, a fragmented start because of Covid and different bits and pieces this season at Glasgow has been really been excellent. Loads of competition with Josh yeah, McKay yeah, as well and huge, Cole played yeah. a bit. I think yeah. Domingo's been at fifteen yeah, as well been, and, yeah, yeah. and rotated around so there's there's loads of competition. But that run of games, especially for the you know, the second half of the season with the big games coming back to mm. back, you must have enjoyed that run. Yeah, definitely. I think um obviously with Franco now, he tells us all the time obviously when we do the six two split that mm-hmm. each player has to be interchangeable. So centers playing full back, full backs wingers. Obviously mm-hmm. you see Jamie and George playing on the mm-hmm. wing as well. Um so there's loads of competition there. Um, and like you say, there was the, obviously the squad rotation with Franco, which is great when you're in and then you have maybe two weeks off and you're like chomping at the bit to get back <laughs> in. But um, Do you know it's coming? How does he manage that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of, you have a, you get a feel of when, I remember at the start, obviously, when Josh and I were both fit, it was like, if you got two games in a row, you'd be like, oh, am I going to get this third one? <laughs> I don't know. Um, that means you maximise every opportunity though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, because you yeah. have to, you're thinking I'm, I've got two games here maybe mm-hmm. so I need to play well in order to get so, so you don't give the other person you know mm-hmm. a run of games you know. did he tell you that that was the plan from the beginning was it clear that that was how things or did you just realize that there was a pattern yeah he'd he'd be really good at um articulating what his plan was and saying like this is my thought process for this the team's maybe picked a few weeks in advance roughly um mm-hmm. and if he has that freedom to change because you know that you look at the back end of the season the boys getting injured you, your squad's then stretch pretty thin, so you need guys to fill in when they can. Um, so it's, it's for the best, but um, it does create a good competition between the group. I suppose that then perhaps goes lends itself to this next answer, I guess, but Franco Smith has been named URC Head Coach of the Year, yeah. which is a phenomenal achievement. And having played under him in his first season in charge at Glasgow Warriors, what's that experience been like for you then? It's definitely been a change, I think, the boys at pre-season um, got a pretty, like, it was pretty difficult pre-season and I think at the time obviously it it, it does suck, you know, your down-ups and bag hits and full contact stuff, you know, it's but that just comes with part of the job and it's obviously paid dividends um, into the season because our results were coming, we were, we were fronting up physically and um, our fitness was way better, you know, you could see late on in games we were scoring late, Frank always said to us, you know, when it gets to eight minutes, don't kick it out. He wanted us to keep playing and keep playing regardless of the scoreline. Um, and he gave us all that freedom, <coughs> especially as a backline. That's what you want. You want that freedom to play your own game um, and not play loose, but play fast and express yourself. And, um, you know, it, it worked for us and we were playing some lovely rugby. So. International rugby is back at BT Murrayfield Stadium this summer. Scotland will play Italy, France and Georgia in July and August in the famous Grouse Nation Series. This is your chance to support Scotland as they prepare for the Rugby World Cup later this year. 
Get your tickets now. Children under 12 go free with a paying adult. Terms and conditions, of course, do apply. But you can log on to scottishrugby.org for your tickets and for all of the information to join Scotland fans and support our nation. There's nothing, nothing like, like being, being there. there. Good season. Really proper season. You're a big part of that. But you went into that season with Glasgow already a captain international. First cap was in Argentina, wasn't it, last summer? Yeah. Take us back to, to the um, memories or the experiences or the, the nerves or the excitement of, of so, that moment. Yeah, funnily enough, uh, we I've said this a couple of times before on podcasts, but like my parents were out in uh-huh. Chile and then the first two tests flew home. <coughs> and the the Monday Gregor told us the squad, my parents flew home on the Monday. And I knew that that was always the plan, was that they were to go back for the last test. Um, <coughs> so I called dad. And said, oh, I'm, I'm starting in the, fi- in the final test. Yeah. And they were having coffee or something, so I w- just around the corner from the hotel. So I went and met them. And Dad's, like, on his phone the whole time trying to get flights. Um, and he said that it was easier to get back to Buenos Aires, but to get up to Santiago del Sol yeah. was impossible. But that's um, quite a big thing for your dad, because, yeah, I mean, everywhere. we have to do a wee sidestep here. Yeah. Your dad is the stuff of legends yeah. at Scottson. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and, and, and frankly... The big question is, you know, all going well if you're on the on the got a seat on the plane to France, is that trumpet going with him? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it is. <laughs> well, he so he he um he loves he's really into his cars uh, and his dream cars of like a Ford Escort Mark One or something. I don't know if MK4 or something. I don't know. His dream cars anyway. a Ford Escort. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's obviously there's obviously a historical. I did not one see that. Oh, yeah, there's a story. Yeah, sorry. Right. He's really he was really into rally when he was a, ah, um, okay. was a kid. Yeah, so ah, Ford Escorts, okay. and he got one two weeks ago maybe. Oh, nice. And he's he parked it up in Presswick, and his plan is to drive it across to France and drive it through France. Well, if, that right there's your motive, isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah, I know. So I need to go. But it was the same when we went to Argentina. I think in maybe like September, October of that season, you know, I wasn't really playing for Glasgow at all, but he'd already booked his flights to Argentina just in case. Um, it must feel nice for you though. And the fact is, and, and just for a bit of context, tell us a bit about what he does at, at, at Glasgow Warriors as well. Because I mean, well, you offered him your season alloc- tickets, allocated yeah, yeah. season tickets. And no, yeah. And he just didn't take them. I, I couldn't understand. I couldn't figure out why he didn't want free tickets for all the games because he loves like deals and stuff. So I thought, there's no better deal than this. You don't have to pay for tickets. And he was like, no, I want to be in the East Stand. There's more atmosphere there. And I was like, there's a worse view from there. But um, And then, I, th- I can't remember when I switched onto the trumpet. I maybe saw it at home or something. And then I heard him at a game. And I knew as soon as I heard the trumpet, I was like, that's definitely him. And then he's made a brand out of himself as well. He's got Twitter pages and stuff. Is he, like uh, so. is he musically orientated? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Job, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he used to no, not a day job, no. But he played. He was in like orchestras when he was right, a kid, okay, so and he plays the trumpet. It's not just self-taught for no, 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 no. <laughs> He used to be in a like a an orchestra when we were kids, Aye. and he played the trumpet. So he had a big like brass trumpet. Obviously, the wee thing he brings to Scotland is a plastic thing. Um, <laughs> but um, but you can hear him. And, you can hear and him. He's, yeah, you he's can. behind. He is one hundred percent. But part of the warrior nation, your dad. He's got the, the <laughs> laminated placards and everything. <laughs> The words the, for everyone to sing along, but but he never made it to Argentina. No, he didn't. He didn't make it back. No, back I, I part of me thought he was going to just appear because um, it's something <laughs> he would do. Escort, yeah, yeah, in the Ford Escort, noisy Ford Escort, losing the back end in um, the corner. But no, he didn't. He didn't. He unfortunately didn't make it. So the first time they watched would have been 
Australia yeah. in the Op Nations. No, it wasn't so right yeah, no, it was nice to have them. Decent try. Well. Yeah, yeah. And then I suppose looking at the the Guinness Six Nations just <coughs> gone, that was your first one. You've been so patient with your Scotland journey. You, this is not your first camp, and, and yeah, you yeah. have been a part of the setup for a long time. And that patience really paid off. And then you look at that game against Italy. What was that experience like for you? Your first outing in the Guinness Six Nations and your first Test win. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> one out of three um no it was it was awesome i mean you look at six nations as the games you want to be involved in because there's obviously a bit more on the line um in those games um and even like to be in the squad you know it's really cool still for me it feels really cool to be involved every time um but you know the six nations games like i say they they, they carry a bit more weight and they're different to play in, aren't they yeah they are very compared different to, yeah. is it really interesting you say that compared to a, <coughs> a summer tour and an autumn test you don't really prepare any differently. No, there's just something about it. The fact it's a it, friendly yeah. versus a, a competition, there is a real edge. There's a real difference. Yeah, and what the is the difference for you? I don't know. It just feels say, yeah. it's it's really weird. It's weird to put your finger on. Um, but I think it, it maybe is because there's that like, oh, if we lose this, it shows up on a on a on table, table, and you know, um, <clears throat> and there definitely feels to be. What I noticed was there was more buzz around, you know, like the stadium before the game and going into the game, and it just seems to be. In people's minds more like your Six Nations game, the you know. Fan I, energy of the yeah, Guinness Six Nations. Yeah, definitely seems to be more, you know. And it was cool that it was at Murrayfield as well, you know. It made it a bit better. Oh, what a great, what a, what a great first win though. That, that's why you were saving it for. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> the funny thing was because obviously we were on our line at the end, uh-huh. and then scored the hundred meter try. Um, I w- if we'd lost that, that would have been the mm-hmm. third test. Oh, Argentina first test we lost in the last play. Mm-hmm. Australia obviously the oh, kick yeah. at the end mm-hmm. so I was going to say surely we can't go three <laughs> close losses in a row but no it was it was an exciting line. game for Scotland fans too because um, you know did give you a wee glimpse of the future it was an exciting lineup that was there too and I suppose with that in mind you'll be excited about this coming campaign but it's it's more about looking back on your journey to date you're 22 what have you learned about yourself you ca- tapped into that earlier a wee bit but what have you learned about yourself over the course of your journey to this point? Um, I think it's hard to really pick out one thing. I, I feel like <clears throat> we were saying earlier about, you know, controlling that competitive edge and stuff and emotion, yeah. Um, stuff like that and thinking thinking more bigger picture. I think you sometimes it's easy to think in short term. You think about a mistake you've made and how maybe that'll you maybe overthink it a bit and think oh right okay the fo- the coaches must be focusing on this if if I've done something wrong but it's it's just like mistakes happen all the time it's not the be all end all um you know you, there's the old the old kind of saying where if if you're not making mistakes you're not trying hard enough um you want to you want to try things if it doesn't come off then um it's not it's not that bad obviously you have to do it within reason you don't be stupid with it but um no, I think that's definitely something I've found that I've become better at is dealing with those little setbacks, you know. <clears throat> it, it took me a bit of time to get into the Glasgow squad um, whilst the last mates were, you know, like you look at Ross, he was in first game and then mm-hmm. was in for like 30 straight games, something like that. It obviously didn't go that quickly for me, but um, I think I got to a point where I just thought, why change my game for moving to the next level? I'm just going to try and play my play my same game, and luckily it kind of paid off a little bit. Um, so I just get a good string of games, and it's paid off. It's funny you mentioned mistakes, and it's it's no funny, but 
the one time you don't want to mistake, make a mistake, especially the games on TV, if there's a, a stoppage after it, because <laughs> if you've made the mistake, and if it's, it's unfortunately if somebody's screen. injured, there's a stoppage, or there's a, oh, no. you're like, oh no, and it gets oh, replayed no. about eight times. Yeah. So it is that point, isn't it? Like it is that, yeah. you can't focus on it. You have to look at the next opportunity and put, yeah. put out your system. But if you're unfortunate enough to make a mistake before there's a break yeah. in play, it's much harder. Oh, yeah. And then it dominates everybody's kind of assessment of your performance. Yeah. Yeah, well, it chases it you. It might have been the only mistake yeah. you made. Yeah. saw it eight times in slow motion. Yeah. It's, it's a nightmare. I remember, on the big screens. <laughs> I remember when we played Lions at home in the quarterfinal this year. Um, we had a scrum strike. And he won't like me for saying this, but Steno passed me the ball, <laughs> back hit, and I didn't catch it. So they obviously got a scrum, and as I'm walking back into position, I'm walking towards one of the screens and see the back of my head, and I'm just thinking, like, get me off that screen, it's not my fault. But, <clears throat> yeah, it definitely does yeah. when you're on TV, you know. You can tell if your face is on the screen, it's usually for something bad if there's a mistake. Well, it could be good. Yeah. It could be good. What, yeah. what do you think you bring to the Scotland camp, then? And t I'm not talking about your rugby. Oh, well, I don't know, not much. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, you know, it's hard being on the younger end. It's nice, um, This obviously this campaign, I've got the guys who have come through, like Darge and Murphy, um, Jamie, Ashy and Cammy Hendo and stuff. These are guys I've come through. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's nice to have those guys. Um, sometimes, you know, you, you go into the team room and guys are talking about kids and mortgages and stuff and I'm like... <laughs> I don't know what you do at the weekend. You should just walk in and contribute to it. Yeah, I know. I should just walk in. Oh, fixed yeah, rates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the market's all over the place. Yeah. But no, it's it, it's still quite cool. It's still maybe something I'm getting to grips with, you know. Being in this kind of camp environment, I'm not really used to it, but um, I enjoy being here. Um, nah, I'll make the most of it. Make the yeah, most of it. Yeah. I suppose, finally for me, looking ahead, are you somebody that sets goals or have you got goals in your mind you don't need to share them with us, but... What would the, if we were to do this again, which we probably will in five years' time, yeah. what do you think will be? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't. I wouldn't tend to think five years in advance. I feel like that's too far. I feel like I've got like little goals. Um, that I just kind of keep them on head. I don't. I don't write them down. I'm not one for that. Um, but maybe. I maybe try and keep myself grounded and don't think because if, if you think too far ahead yeah. and that you know that all comes that doesn't work out then you've got a bit of a sticky situation on your hands where you're like, well, what do I do now? Um, so if you just kind of, I feel like if you just kind of work in small steps. And there'll be kind of goals with Glasgow, yeah, there'll yeah, be personal yeah. goals, Glasgow goals, international goals. Yeah, there's obviously stuff I'd like to do, you know. Yeah. I'd like to do this, that and the next thing. Um, but it's working in the short term, working through, working, focusing on this block of training and then mm. the next block and then you just kind of one foot front of you know? See yeah. if that Ford Escort makes it yeah. <laughs> You'll probably go anyway. You know. <laughs> Listen, Ollie, we could talk to you all day. Thank you so, so much. No, thank we you wish much. you oh, all yeah. the very, very best for what is a really exciting 2023 yeah. ahead. So very best wishes to you for that. And of course, as always, you can keep up to date with all of the latest news and content and, of course, exclusive behind-the-scenes access to the Scotland camp via Scottish Rugby's website. That's scottishrugby.org and of course, the social media channels too.